0: All right, Lady Ada, what is this?
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. It's me, Lady Ada, with me is Mr. Lady Ada. We're gonna check in with people from around the community, see what they're making, hacking, 3D printing, what they're soldering and sewing, all sorts of S's here on this rainy New York night. Uh, kicking off, we're gonna start with uh, Kevin from DigiKey, who's gonna give us the DigiKey update.
2: Hey Kevin, how you doing tonight? Hey guys, happy day. Just another day. It's good to see you. So rainy night in New York, snowy night in Minnesota. What can we what else can we ask for?
1: It's very very peaceful. I like it when it rains.
2: Different
0: forms of water. There's at least it's not uh chunks of ice
2: right now. At least. Yeah, it's not too cold, it's just snowing. It's actually kind of peaceful. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, what's going on inside?
2: So inside DigiKey. We are just about ready to launch our Makerspace startup guide, which is everything you need to know to start up a Makerspace. Everything, we have three different sizes of Makerspaces in here, and this has everything you need from uh, prototyping tools, machine shop tools, laser cutting tools, electronics tools, and gadgets, whatever you need, as well as the space and how to set it up properly. So there's some pretty cool information in here. We have some great pictures from universities and makerspaces around the country. Uh, and like I said, everything, we have CNC tools, what is it, what kind of price range do you need? I'm just walking through this really quick, but we'll have this up on our website as well as in uh, booklet form that we're can that we gonna send out and you know have as a, a giveaway. But a good makerspace is gonna have a wood shop, uh, sewing machines, laser cutting, uh, Everything you need, three D printing, of course, and electronics. We all love the electronics area. Yes. And the, I have some pictures. Like I said, this uh, upper left picture here. This is from inside DigiKey in one of our little maker spaces that we have. Which the poor little area has just not been touched in nine months. So it's it's sad, but it's there. Yeah. Now we just have our own maker spaces that we make inside of our home.
1: Yeah. One thing I was actually thinking of, you know, cause you we were talking about this and you know, a few years ago we did, I was part of like a, a group that awarded grants to schools that did maker spaces, and something that was interesting is that a lot of schools, they have like a cart. So there's like the 3d printing cart yeah. and it's like, it's a cart with drawers and the 3d printer is on top and then inside the drawers are like, you know, the nozzles and like the repair tools. So you might want to think about that, too, because there's some some schools, they don't don't even have like a fixed. There's literally no fixed makerspace. Instead, what they do is they have like the soldering cart, you know,
2: I have seen that, too. They bring the cart in and, you know, a lot of schools will have whether it's Chromebook or iPad and you can, uh, you know, play around with Circuit Playground Express or whatever it may be. Learn how to program
1: and stuff that because it's like you you and I are like, oh, we like the makerspace, but a lot of schools actually didn't have. They didn't have a little maker space, but they had people would. This teachers would roll in a cart into the classroom to turn it into like sewing day.
2: Yeah, we did that at one of the local schools. Is they had a cart, a soldering cart, and we yeah. brought it in actually to their media center, and we did kind of a learn to solder with a group of about twenty kids, and it was a lot of fun. Cool. But yeah, the cart, thing, the cart thing is a great idea. I should actually add that to this document. That's a great idea. Yeah, because you've so, got like yeah. a
1: cart behind you too with the with the you know the three D printer on top of
2: yeah, it. I, my little craftsman cart can roll around and I can bring it out in the living room.
1: Yeah. So awesome. we have
2: we have three different sizes of makerspaces in this document. We have the the micro, the standard, and then a mega makerspace. Really, this is the ultimate makerspace. Uh, awesome. Everything you needed. And it's just that would be something that a big university would have or uh, a large company would sponsor. Yeah. But it kind of breaks down what kind of products you need and what kind of uh, equipment. And then we just, the last couple of pages are just some grid paper to design your makerspace or create notes. And then, you know, of course, we have an ad on the back of it. But yeah. there's is something that, uh, DigiKey's created, and we're just about ready to push it live. So I thought I'd give a, a little sneak peek into it. Very Ooh, cool. Nice. Let us
0: know when it's live. We'll get the word out. And uh, one of the things, you know, everyone should look at um, don't let a crisis go to waste. So you have now probably until the spring to do a lot of fundraising and do a lot of planning. One of the hard things is running a makerspace and then running it as a business at the same time, because you have to be an administrator, then you're also there yourself. Um, kind of like, you know, we don't get to do ele- must, enough electronics because we're making, you know, we're making the electronics or doing electronic company. Um, but you have some time between now and all let's see, at least for, a chunk of the winter, um, probably before you're going to be having a bunch of people in in one spot. So yeah. it's a good it's a good time to set up that website, that mailing list, uh, codes of conduct, uh, fundraising, all the things that you want to do. You can use maybe the winter break doing that. So this is really good
2: timing. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Even like a university getting ready for next fall, you yeah. know, find the space, get everything ready, just like you said, prep yourself.
0: Yeah, you can only binge, you know, TV so much. Um, this is something yeah. that you could do that's productive.
2: All right. Making is so much funner than TV. It is. I should say it more is. fun. Funner isn't really a good word. It is publishing
0: publishing the and sharing the things that you do. And you know, by by its nature, the maker movement. we do that, we share stuff.
2: So. and watching what other people do, it's incredible. Yeah.
0: You don't get good ideas unless other unless you're around other people that are doing things, I found. All right, sweet, so thanks right for the Kevin.
2: update.
0: You so bet you guys
2: take care. Have a good yeah. evening.
0: And we'll get the word out once this is uh, shipping.
2: Yes. I will let you guys know.
3: All right. Okay, next up, Scott. Hey, Scott. How you doing? Doing pretty well. made some progress on the grayscale e-ink that I wanted to talk about. Yes. So I got my production uh, mag tag, which is exciting. And uh, I was talking with John earlier, and he was like, oh, it's weird. Like, the gradient. So... On the bottom here in the actual image, there's like a a black to white gradient here. Mm -hmm. And the question is, is how does CircuitPython interpret it? And the thing at the top was like a reference uh, gradient that he had put in to figure out, kind of like reverse engineer what CircuitPython was doing. But it's very weird because like the white section here is like very narrow. It's not like Mm -hmm. quarter chunks. And so I, I looked in the code and the code, there was a, a plus where I expected a multiply, uh, so we were like not accounting for like the blue portion of this gray com- color component. Yeah. Um, so the bottom is the fixed version. So you can see that it's it's not perfect. Like it lines up in the middle, perfect, but the two in the middle are smaller than the outside ones. Mm. And I confirmed in the source image that that is actually true. Okay. So the the gradient from black to white in the in the original BMP is uh
1: not oh, linear exactly so, linear it's like sinusoidal or whatever sigmoidal
3: yeah i mean i just i was looking for a specific value and i like did not find it like in halfway between the middle and the uh, end so okay. i i think i fixed that and then you just requested a the busy status so i'm i'm in the in the process of adding a busy property to the ink yeah. paper display class
1: you, you've always wanted to have a, a clock that's E-Ink, and you know, part of that is mm-hmm. sleep mode, and knowing when the E-Ink is awake or needs to be put to sleep, that's going to be part of it. So or it's all it's all small steps to getting towards this perfect clock that you've always wanted.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, hopefully tomorrow I'll actually get the time showing on it.
1: Yeah. This is a, this is a effort. Scott says he wants to do something. Everybody in Adafruit gets together, and like <laughs> we make it happen.
3: Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. I was joking earlier that there's still so many things I'd love to see. So, yeah, uh, already replied on Twitter to somebody that I want to see CircuitPython bare metal on the Raspberry Pi 400 yeah. in particular.
1: Yeah, that would be really um, cool. I've
3: um, already subscribed to it in Adafruit, so I'll, I'll get one when you've when you've you,
1: got it. You and six thousand other
3: people. And <laughs> well, everyone,
0: stay tuned for um, a lot of Scott and, and team's handiwork. The mag tag is. A really good example of what you can do with the ESP32 S2 circuit, Python, and e-ink c- combines it all. So, internet stuff, IoT, refrigerator magnet. It's not just like a Kickstarter that failed. It's actually real.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm I'm actually very excited that it's giving us an excuse to do all the sleep stuff. Um, I think low power is really hard to do easily. And I think we can actually, like, our our, whole mo- our goal is to make things easy. And because so much of what we do under the hood is dynamic, we should actually be able to do pretty sleep yeah. pretty well easily for you um, instead of requiring you to, like, think about it yourself. So I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how well we can do with that.
0: This is cool stuff. All right. Well, um, tune in tonight for MagTag debut on Ask an Engineer. And Scott, thank you so much.
1: Hey, thank you, Yeah. So. Thank you. All Hi, right. All right, next up.
0: Now I'm Pedro. Pedro, what you got going on? Hey, guys. hey folks.
4: Oh, man, I'm so excited for that clock. Hey. Jeez. <laughs> All right, so go to the overhead.
5: Yeah, I, know, I up heard heard of
4: it. So, update to the Raspberry Pi high quality uh, camera case. We now have the BrainCraft on there running TensorFlow, so this is the really cool example that Lamar and Melissa had going. So it's running the object recognition demo on here. So we have the little pie cam on there and it might look a little different. We updated the case cause you know how we do right after releasing the project, we don't let the feature creep get us. So Noah did yeah. a nice little acrylic case on the bo- on the front and on the back and then uh, just do a quick little demo here. I really like how like good it is at like detecting like spherical objects. So. See if this works. How close, I have to be to this.
1: That's right. Good ball. Yeah. yeah, this
4: one is what impressed I know. me the most. It it like right yeah, what about the pumpkin? Oh, yeah, that was supposed to be the next one. Lar-
1: larger art, larger round thing.
4: We thought it was a pumpkin, too, but maybe it tricked not. us. It's really a what is this?
0: Uh, it's not, it's not wrong, kind of maybe, it up, Right. So it's
4: really specific. I really like how, because my favorite apple is the Honeycrisp. So I always got to make sure that those are identified correctly.
1: Now you know. Right. You yeah. had to be in the mood for them. You know what I mean? Like it's
4: My kid likes those. They're too sorry. I <laughs> love
1: Gordon Smith, but now I don't.
4: I yeah.
1: like sweet stuff more when I was a kid. But now yeah. I like sweet apples and I like sour apples. Who knows?
4: So we'll try to see if we can get uh, our dog, Rufio, here. Oh, you
0: he's you You do that okay. camera off this I camera.
1: Wanna...
0: Yeah, you should. Oh, no. This is a good no, idea. Okay. He's hey, like, what, what's going on? Hey, no.
1: What are you?
4: Yeah. What, what kind of dog are you? We
1: Machine learning is you have to wrangle the pets.
0: All right, so what are you?
4: Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he wants to play. He's
1: excited.
6: He, he wants to play. play. play.
0: He a very time. specific yeah. idea about privacy policies. Yeah. <laughs> there there he is. Saluki!
6: Right we did
4: that's, it! That's, what, the, that's the hardest thing we've done say. Yeah, so it's he a is, like a Saluki yeah, breed.
1: We, and what's really?
4: is we got some like DNA, you know, the Sorry. dog DNA test things, and it was yeah. saying he was a Chihuahua, which is like, okay, guys.
1: What What is the cl- is it is Saluki the closest thing? That's what he
4: it is. Thinks, Saluki, yeah. Saluki, yeah. Saluki, like. The mini Saluki is, I think, what the yeah, call mixed like, with yeah. a uh, Labrador, I think. Or something. <laughs>
0: Whatever.
1: Cute. Yeah.
4: So we sent you guys Sorry, once. You but... can play around with it. Um, yeah. It works with both the high-quality cam and the regular camera. So you have, like, both the mounts for that. Oh, am not even I it. There it is. So, yeah, we have different mounts for that. And this is what it looks like if you just want to 3D print it. Of yeah. course, put the SVGs up there if you want to laser cut it or CNC it. And uh, we have the whole kit up there. And I think the BrainCrafts are still in stock, so you can... Pick yeah, up.
1: yeah, we made a whole bunch of them, so yeah, people can pick them up, and uh, yeah, we'll do a project pack with like the camera and everything. But yeah. more projects are on the way. i actually, I saw, I saw like more people are doing machine learning projects with Raspberry Pi, so we'll. Yeah, but it
4: would be so cool. is like running Octoprint mm-hmm. on there, and it
0: could like detect if like yeah. your print
4: fails or something.
1: So oh yeah, awesome. what does that field print look like? Again? There is
0: no easier way to it's do spaghetti. machine learning. We we finally got there, so this is, this is a great place to start.
1: Thank uh, like you. Detect know,
0: spaghetti yeah. or something. Yeah. All right, we'll be playing this video tonight. It's yeah. Thanks, folks. Bye. All right, take down, okay. All right, Colin, what you going? What you got going on this
5: week? Ah, uh, hey, sorry, I was distracted. I just want to hear it say "cookie" sometime. Cookie. I got to try that out. Um, but I got stuff going on this, this week, besides wanting to hear AI say dessert names. Um, you know, we're all talking about yield mag tag. And actually I was just working with the same display that's used in this little guy. Um, that 2.9 inch grayscale capable, uh, EPD, I was just experimenting with because I, maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse. I, uh, I put another video out this week, uh, think ink, uh, video a little short one about 60 seconds long as they have been about how tricolor EPDs work. Uh, and that was fun to do. And so we're continuing with that. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're all set with tricolors for now. So I was looking getting a closer look at how these grayscalers grayscales look close up under the microscope and if I could switch again no. here, because I gotta chain as many camera connections as I possibly can here. Up, and oh,
1: if you actually got it direct, all right.
5: Yeah, i, don't know if I can do a see. quick individual, reset so you can get the, get the idea. You actually see the texture of the plastic with the cover on the screen, top of the film. Yeah, okay. so interesting.
1: Yeah, you can actually see it's mixing the white and black particles to make.
5: Yeah, this, and I was just surprised um, at how convincing the the light gray really is. Can't, of course, find my. This light gray is like, I can't really see clusters of black pigments like I can with the dark gray. Um, it's mm-hmm. very, very good. I thought it would be more obvious, you know, how it was just, um, you know, like sort of micro-dithered, if you will.
7: But yeah,
5: um, but yeah it's really good. Cool. So taking a Science. closer look at that. More more info to come. And uh, yeah. So check, right, out, uh, you, check out the YouTubes and the Instagrams. And uh, I'll see y'all again soon. We'll play that
1: video soon.
5: Yep, we have your video that's gonna be on tonight. Oh, right, how convenient.
0: All right, thanks so much, Colin. Thank
1: you, Colin. All
0: right, right. next up, I'm really excited about this. Brent has been working on a bunch of Adafruit IO stuff, so um, we're gonna talk about it a little bit tonight to ask an engineer, but there's no better person to tell us what's new and updated right
7: now. Hello, yeah, so we recently rolled out a new Adafruit IO UI update with the focus of making it easier to use. So what does that mean? We increased the size of some of the fonts. Uh, We stopped you from digging into the menus, like to create a feed, you'd have to go into a dropdown. And then we also added some more options and some really nice things. So I'll show you a few things really quickly. So um, the homepage of Adafruit.io is now your dashboard page. It was previously like your profile, which wasn't too useful, but now you can go straight into your dashboards. Um, the feed page has also been overhauled, so you can create a new feed really easily—it's one click—and you can also create a new group; it's another click. And then all of your feeds, like I have a ton of feeds. Um, I
0: know, dude. What's going
6: on here?
7: <laughs> look, you work on Adafruit IO. and yeah, you have all these feeds, but not only are you a user. You,
1: these are like every like, single one user, and you can see when how long you use it. because they are like two-year-old feeds,
7: two-year-old projects, right? Yeah. Like, when I wrote stuff. So I have all my feeds, this is your default feed group. But um, if you're building something like a weather station, you want to add a humidity, feed, pressure, temperature, or whatever sensors you have. So now all of the groups are separated from each other and visually different, which is really nice. Um, I like that the
1: key is right there. So you can see the the key and the value and the work. It's It's very concise.
7: Yeah, it's definitely much better than it was before. Um, triggers. There's also been some updates. Um, You can create a trigger way easier as a button. And then there's another button that lets you do reactive or schedule trigger and schedules like this new advanced cron jobs, you could do daily, weekly, monthly, or even yearly. And instead of having an RTC or relying on your boards timer, you can actually just pull from Adafruit IO. Hmm. Um, So dashboards are the main thing that changed. Um, Wow, looks so good. They look really different now. Um, The colors are much more bold. Uh, They're easier to see. I'm colorblind, so they're actually much easier for me to see.
1: Oh, I know Um, that. Yeah, um, I know that Tyler, who did a lot of the design, he, he used a lot of these like testers that go through your color and contrast to make sure that they're really legible.
7: Yeah, I haven't had an issue since it's been updated. I didn't have an issue previously, but now I definitely don't have an issue. Um we also have a dark mode now. Like Adafruit IO was previously on a dark mode and all these colors were blue, but now they're all green and they're much more legible. Um the fonts are larger, as I said. Um it's a lot nicer and you can flip between on and off. This is great. And if everything on Adafruit IO is privacy sensitive, so by default, everything that you put on Adafruit IO, everything you share is yours. Um but you can click a button and make all of the feeds connected to the dashboard public as well. And then if you're using this, uh, you go to io.adafruit.com and you can sign in with your Adafruit username. And if you have an issue with this, you would go to the Adafruit forums, which are at the top, go to the Adafruit IO subforum and we have a thread for feedback and issues. And you can see we're actually, Justin's in this and adding to it. And there are actually some features that I just showed off that weren't on it this morning. And you're encountering an issue or a bug, or you have some feedback, like, "Oh, I think this color should be this color." Um, so, just head over to the forums.
1: Yeah, to, you know, we're doing red lines now. We we like to ship and then fix, of course, but we don't want to delay and delay. We want to get it out there. So, if people you see issues or bugs, uh, just politely let us know, and we'll probably be able to fix it in a day or two, um, you know, a business day or two. Uh, just just be cool, because like we we did a lot of work on it and we'll get to it. And uh, we did a lot of testing, but we may not have tested absolutely everything. So that's what our users are so helpful with.
7: Yeah, definitely let us know.
1: Okay, cool. All right, thank, thank you, you, you so much, that.
0: Brent. And I'll, um, I'll have some stuff on site, uh, tonight's asking Engineer. Sounds I
8: good. You you oh,
1: well, thanks, Brent. All right, next up, JP. And JP's.
8: That's, that's me, and that's ah. my thing, my little mag tag right there. Yeah, uh, so I too have been playing around with these like, uh, We were talking about, uh, Scott was saying, I've been going through and kind of figuring out some of the details of how the graphics work, which is something I like to do with uh, these things as I'm approaching them. Um, So right now what I'm working on is a little bit of a slideshow, sort of a simple slideshow player. And uh, on the MagTag, we've got four buttons down here. We've also got four NeoPixels. So I started playing around with those, like just being able to use a button to turn the lights on and off for fun. Uh, And also to give me a little indication when I Hit the next button uh, that it's loading an image up. So there's that uh, that sort of delay mm-hmm. there. You know what's going on. Uh, so here's the Adafruit logo, just done sort of Apple old school Apple logo style uh, with the four uh, uh, shades we have of white, dark gray, light gray, and black. And then this is a, a version of it where I've done some dithering to the same uh, sort of uh, grayscale. So mm-hmm. I'm doing some dithering, but again with uh, four sort of real colors to work with plus dithering. You get some fairly smooth looking uh, graphics, which is nice. Also using them, I kind of like uh, these sort of flat colors that we can use. That's just something you wouldn't really be able to do with with dithering is to do that sort of nice medium gray that's that's a flat color and a little bit of stroke. It's on Cell, there.
1: cell shading. Yeah, yeah,
8: I think exploring those kinds of images will look good. Here's a head cut image, uh, which is that New York uh, or Wall Street Journal, rather. That's
1: great. Really
8: Which I think those will look really great on this. And and this is this uh, uh, upcoming president guy that I thought, I'm sure there's a woodcut for him because he's been in the public eye for long enough. Uh, and a uh, side note, I actually saw that Wall Street Journal has been working with some researchers on auto-generating these. Right now, I think they employ four illustrators who do these by hand, but they've been working on uh, algorithms to try to try to speed that process up. I
1: think the Raspberry Pi got stippled, didn't it? Did it? Yeah, the Arduino. I think like, there was some maker board that got the stippling. That's
8: pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I'm working on: is uh, both the sort of simple slideshow code as well as um, mind-blowing dithering with the, the four colors there. From that's there.
1: Cool. that, that's great. All right. Well, All right. nobody knows graphics like JP. So.
8: Yeah, come on to the come on to the show tomorrow, and I'll and I'll be showing more of this stuff and some of the techniques I'm using and uh, and ways that you can approach uh, putting stuff on here as well as just having fun exploring the the mag tag. It's particularly uh, uh, effective. Are these magnets? I have this on a steel plate here, and I had to put down a piece of felt so that I could.
1: No, they're really strong.
8: Bang! <laughs> that actually lifts a one-pound steel plate. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to go to the extremes instead of like, well, you know, the magnets should be really stronger. I really wanted to like hold up things. Now it's going to be like, the mags are too strong.
8: Too strong. Yeah. It's dangerous pulling things All apart. Right.
0: Thank you, JP. I mean. All right,
1: next All right. up, I get to a couple people. Liz, you want to take a minute or two? Yeah, That's we can your... speed
0: round everybody here. So if everyone can keep it to like a minute, we can get to everyone. Hey, Liz.
9: Hey, how's it going? Hey. Um, so I have an Arduino. It's kind of dark for scale, uh, but this is the Party Parrot now on 232 by 64 matrices. Um, kind of building on what I was doing last week with porting Blink and Jump. Um, so right now it's the same thirty-two by thirty-two bitmap that I'd made for the smaller display, um, scaled up um, to twice its size. Uh, so that's why it's a little bit more blocky. Um, but I was I was very excited to get this working. That was uh, kind of a big thing for me last week. So just slide share. Okay.
0: Right on. And thank good you, good to Liz. You, and thank Liz. you, Party
9: Parrot. No problem. Have a good one. <laughs>
0: All right. my bad party next impression. up we're gonna go to natasha hello oh. natasha Oops.
9: hey guys hello, hello. hello. i know Thanks about project. Ooh, nice, uh, <laughs> yeah i've
0: seen this price I, I think you were tweeting about this what,
1: what is
9: going on here what is yeah, this yeah so um if you guys watch the vmas this is yeah. an element from lady gaga's um i don't know if you can see that this is from oh, the yeah. vma uh, costume. That was
0: my Halloween costume this we year. We have a fun side story about this, just okay. to, just to add to it. So um, the person who made this for Lady Gaga used to work at Adafruit. So that is, I, that's yeah. So, cool. so so by the way, this is like one of the things that we really like to see. So we have people that have worked at Adafruit and then they like doing what they did so much. They started a company that just uses, well, they use more than Adafruit stuff, but it's a lot of Adafruit stuff. They use Adafruit stuff. And they use that for props and for movies and for more. And the cool thing is being able to see that makes someone else want to make something. And that's exactly what happened. So anyways, side note. Yeah,
9: Yeah, so it it was so much fun because actually I'm usually the designer of things. So this time I was actually just replicating what I saw. And it was so great because this was actually my first LED matrix. So I was able to jump in and find your GFX library and install it. And it was my first time using, um, I got the Itsy Bitsy M4 uh,
1: mm.
9: in there. So I was just like, bam, bam, bam. And, and all of the guides were great. And it was so cool. And
1: it looked perfect.
9: Yeah, it,
6: um, works. it. it worked. Yeah. It worked.
9: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and people are just messaging me all the time, wondering what this giant display of bright LEDs is. So, uh, you know, I've been sharing that out as well.
0: Nice work. Well, excellent, excellent work! And if you build something else, uh, let us know because we'll help get the word out and more. But excellent work! When I saw you posting this, I'm just like, I hope I get to meet this person because <laughs> there's, a new, there's a cool backstory about this. Uh, James Company uh, is um, Oops, with technology, and oh, yeah. based out, they're based out of Rhode Island. And uh, Adafruit alumni. Okay, uh, so
1: cool! You here to pick up techno chic kits. Which yeah. we have now in the Adafruit shop. They're in stock. That is uh, <laughs> Lady Gaga inspired. I was going to uh, say not Lady Gaga, inspired and, unicorn horn.
0: Yeah, and tonight we'll have those on uh, in the new product section. So congratulations!
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.
9: Thanks, guys. It's been great.
0: It's all worked out. Okay. Okay. Nice, nice to meet you in the digital.
9: Right.
1: You yeah, too.
0: All right. Next up, we're going to get to everyone. We're going to go to Andrew, and then David, and then Lolly. But uh, take a definitely run out of time this week. So Andrew, take it away.
6: Hello. How's it going? Yay, Let yay, me yay. just uh, plug in my thing here. It's uh, I've got a weather station. It's based on the, um, the uh, Feather Huzzah ESP32. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just booting up, doing its thing. Um, I work with limitations. I'm using your 12 volt, the 20 LED. Uh, it's just running through its warm up thing right now, but it's uh, the ESP32 is running the mm-hmm. um, it's running a web client and a web server, so it's going out fetching outside weather. It's also using uh, two environmental sensors, the SGP30, and I'm using a cheap. Uh, the AM 2320 just for the, uh, I just had it on hand for the temperature and pressure. Uh, it's kind of hard to see, but what I'm doing is uh, running the outside, or sorry, inside temperature here and outside down this column. If I get a little close, you can kind of see a little mm. better, but uh, it runs some animations. Well, like red to blue. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see here, but it, it looks like uh, a thermometer. And it kind of shows you the difference between the inside and outside temperature. That's the real goal of this thing. It's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I made sure there's no markings, there's nothing. I just left it plain. Uh, that was kind of the purpose. It does a couple of animations. You won't see any of those, but if it's the humidity gets too high, um, it'll start running a drip animation on the inside or the outside, depending on uh, those temperatures. And it, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun just playing with that. Limitations are great. And uh, I, I've got a web page now that I can access and get the exact temperature. But uh, I really like the SGP30 and that environmental uh, sensor. It's uh, fun. I got some glitches going on. It's got some neon okay. kind of twitch. But thank you.
1: OK, thank right. you, Andrew. you so much, Andrew. I love this, the, the beauty of the woodwork. Thank you for coming by the project and post it up. And uh, we'll blog it because it's a cool project.
0: All right, we're gonna to go to David and then Lolly, but you only have 30 seconds each.
1: Go fast. Take it
0: away, David. Okay, so this is a timestamp taker for the meeting on the Monday, the circumvented yeah. meeting. Oh, yeah. So um, what you do is just press the button and it will put the timestamp. Oh, and then oh, you go okay. to the next line and you press a button and take a timestamp. And when the meeting starts, you press on this button and it goes to zero. Perfect. That is super handy. That's really handy. So you can use the clue as a keyboard, everybody.
1: But a special a timing yeah. keyboard.
0: All right. right. Thank you so you much, David. Uh, wow. t- you timestamped it correctly. And you timed
1: your time discussion. All right.
0: All right, Lolly, you got thirty seconds. Play us out.
5: Can you guys hear
2: me? Yeah. yeah. Can, you get, can you guys hear me?
1: Yes, yeah. Hear real it.
2: quick, uh, the scout makes a little board. So I essentially made a tester and a uh, programmer. So using Open OCD with the uh, Raspberry Pi, we put the bootloader on this. So made a little test jig. Obviously, you can use a link uh, to do that. Not going to go super in depth into it for time's sake.
5: Uh, just real quick, the uh, the tutorials I used uh, the Adafruit Open OCD tutorial and uh, this one by Rotor Tron. Uh, I'll post it up uh, a link to these in the uh, in the YouTube video once also. So that's it. I'm so
1: glad okay. I write I write those guides for myself and future selves of me, and that's you. So. Okay. And this, this is amazing. I
2: follow this and I yeah, combo of this too. I managed to get it to work. Awesome.
1: Thanks. Thank you. Thank
0: you so much, Lolly. And thank you everyone for joining us this week. It uh, looks like YouTube was historically down during that's, this time period. Yay, look at how much so everybody got done. Yeah. So that's one way to get rid of all the misinformation. YouTube, yeah. shut it down. Um, so uh, we'll see everybody on Ask an Engineer. Don't forget we're on all the other networks like Twitch and LinkedIn and Facebook and Periscope and all that. Um, but we're also here every single week at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you so much for making this the best half an hour of this week. Please, everybody, stay safe. Let's just get to January together. See so going to ask an engineer in a few minutes.